What number is this, Chip? Episode 42, the Monkees 50 Blu-ray box set with Andrew Sandoval and John Hughes from Rhino. Okay, no, I mean, like, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. I know. Zilch. You're listening to Zilch, a Monkees podcast. And with that familiar music, you know you are listening to Zilch, a Monkey's podcast. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and today I'm joined by Jeff Hewlett. How are you today, Jeff? Hi there, everybody in Zilch land, uh, all the listeners out there. I'm glad to be back. And Sarah Clark, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. Melanie Mitchell, how are you doing? I am absolutely wonderful today. Good to hear. And Craig Cohen. Hi, Ken. It's always great to be here with you guys talking to monkeys. Glad you were here, Craig. We had a tremendous response to our last episode, which was all about first-generation fans. It was an incredible response, wouldn't you say, Melanie? Oh, it was a thrill. And I have to tell you that when I finally got a chance to listen to the conversation that we had with uh, Karen and Jeff Geringer, I was just blown away. It, It exceeded all of my memories and expectations. It definitely was a really good interview, and that's thanks to Jeff Geringer and Karen Welsh. We really appreciate their input on the show. Sarah, what did you think of the feedback? As a third-generation fan, first off, I loved the episode. I really enjoy hearing those stories of the folks who were lucky enough to be there at the beginning of this history that we're still talking about 49 years later. I was just thumbing through the uh, comments thread here on the Facebook page and there are a lot of good comments. Uh, Rebecca Preepke, I hope I pronounced your last name right, said, okay, this totally made me cry at a few points. And uh, she was not the only one who kind of was affected in that way. Ricky Glover says, crazy thing, I can still smell the popcorn in a particular newsstand where I bought 16 Tiger Beat teen screen flip at Al circa 66 through 67. When the smell of bubblegum came up, I had a olfactory hallucination. <laughs> Still got most of them today. <laughs> the Monkees were my first concert ever, summer of 67, with Hendrix in Greensboro, North Carolina. I was 13. Still am. Great show on First Generation Monkees fans. Excellent. And we will mm-hmm. be visiting that topic again in future episodes. I think it's time to jump into the monkey's mailbag. Everyone ready? Oh, yeah. It's going to be crowded. Yeah. Got my flip-flops on. <laughs> you got your good flip-flops on. That's the important thing. My Sunday go-to-meet and flip-flops. <laughs> P.O. Box well, this is a pretty big bag if we can all jump into it. So instead of us looking at iTunes reviews and emails today, we are going to be looking at our Facebook page. We asked our friends on the Facebook page, so what would you like to see us discuss on upcoming episodes of Zilch? And there are some really good answers and some funny ones, and we'll just kind of stick to some of the the main ones because there were some repeats. 
Michael Rice II posted an episode about the Beatles and the Monkees. Jeff Hewlett, what do you think about that idea? You know, Ken, that's a really great idea to talk about both bands in a kind of a crossover episode. Because, you know, we, we often mention the Beatles in a lot of our zilch episodes and sometimes i feel bad doing so because i don't want people to think that uh, i'm always comparing the monkeys to the beatles but it's a comparison that seems to be drawn all the time so i think it'll be really cool to have some sort of an episode where we kind of talk about both bands not as a competition per se or, or rating one against the other but just i think all of us have a, a respect for the beatles as well as the monkeys so we really cool to talk about both bands with all of you guys I think there's a lot of potential there for a really great discussion. Yeah, I would love it too. I know there have been a lot of great interviews of the monkeys talking about their interactions with the Beatles, and there's a lot of great history and photos that we could talk about, not just during the time that both bands were big, but uh, several of them stayed friends with each other long after uh, the monkeys and even the Beatles. Correct. Plus, they did that really cool Pizza Hut commercial. Well, yes. And Melanie, you recently saw Hard Day's Night, so we could do a little bit of a comparison between the Monkees and the Beatles on film or television, if you will. Sure. So this is something we should really check into at some point. Kevin Martin writes he would like a review of the solo albums. Well, we, we did that with Mickey, and we're planning on doing that with Peter Tork. So hopefully that will happen, and we eventually will get to Mike and Davey ones as well, so that'll be great. Yes, yeah, I'm really looking forward to digging deeper into all of their solo catalogs. It's going to be exciting. And I would actually even suggest, Ken, that we eventually get around to a color cast commentary for Elephant Parts. Oh, yes. Count me in. <laughs> you know, we, we might have to do a special episode and just just do that sometime. Just, like, spring it on folks. That would Heck be very yeah. cool. It's always fun to surprise people. Agreed. Jeff Geringer wrote in The Biggest Career Mistake by the Monkees. That that could be a, a long one, depending on how you look at things. <laughs> Six hours later. <laughs> uh, he also, we love you. <laughs> he also wrote Favorite Monkees Tour. And Carrie Gordon from the MSR cast posted... The Monkeys' best cover song. Now, I'm not sure if he means songs covered by the Monkeys or like we did with the Monkeys' cover corner. So, I, I guess think we'll he see. Probably means the cover corners because the Monkeys themselves didn't do all that many cover songs. Well, I guess we'll cross that yeah. uh, episode when we come to it. Hmm. Michael Boyce and Melinda Gildart want Chip Douglas to come on the show, so we will try to make that happen as well. And young Pete Blatchford says two words, Andrew Sandoval. Well, your wish is our command on this episode, Andrew Sandoval and John Hughes from Rhino. So what do you think, guys? Want to just roll that interview? Oh, Let's I can't do it. Wait. Okay. I don't think they want to hear any more of us. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Off to Rhino headquarters to meet Andrew Sandoval and John Hughes from Rhino. Welcome to a very special episode of Zilch, your official, unofficial Monkeys podcast, <laughs> since we're not official at all. 
we would like to welcome two special guests that we've actually had some requests for. And gentlemen, please introduce yourself. This is uh, Mickey Dolans of the Monkees. <laughs> and this is Mickey's buddy. <laughs> Peter, it's Peter Tork, right? Peter Tork, yeah, sure. Now, this is uh, Andrew Sandoval. I'm actually at Rhino on a return trip visit here because we're working on the Monkees Blu-ray set, and I'm with... John Hughes, and I work at Rhino, and I handle all sorts of crap here, which we love doing, especially the Monkees. Excellent. Well, we are so glad to have you here. Like I said, we've, we've, we've had requests for the both of you two to be part of the Zilch podcast. We've You guys were on our short list of people that we had a, a bucket list of, you know, to to have on the show, so it's excellent. We, we are standing up, so... Oh, well, there you go. Take us off the short list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and please, please, don't. now that you've fulfilled a bucket list wishes, no one die, please. No, 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 okay. absolutely not. But you are here to tell us about some exciting news and you've set the Twitter universe ablaze for monkey fans and Facebook ablaze for monkeys fans. You gentlemen are live and direct from the Mastering Center, correct? Well, we were just there actually. We're we're at Rhino headquarters now. We're just a, a few few uh, short blocks away from Deluxe where we've been doing the restoration and color correction on the monkeys. 58 original episodes, which are coming out on Blu-ray, in addition to a bunch of what they call added value. Uh, (laughs) A bunch of bonus features and uh, bonus clips and things like that. So we're we're embroiled in that, and and yes, it is quite late in the day, but we're still working on it. We're going to be working on it up to the last minute to ensure that this is the most interesting, comprehensive set of the monkeys in the 1960s on film. Yeah, it's it's actually really incredible what we've seen so far. Um, I don't think the screen grabs that we're taking with our iPhones right off the TV screen are really doing it justice. When you see this thing in person, yeah, fans are going to be blown away. Uh, just the detail and the vivid colors. You can tell this was a, a TV show that was filmed right at the advent of color television becoming mainstream. They were really experimenting with the palette. I mean, it looks blazing on, on the HD screen. I yeah, imagine. I, I I thought you weren't going to mention justice, but, <laughs> but but no, it does look amazing, and, and it's it, amazing for me. Twenty years on from the time when we did the original transfers that were used on the VHS box, and in fact, those same VHS transfers from '95 were used on the DVD. Those mm-hmm. were the basis of the DVD set. There were no new transfers done for that in mm-hmm. 2001 or wherever it came out. So it's amazing twenty years on to revisit these films and and finally see some film sources for things that. I was told 20 years ago, there's no film for this anymore. This is the best source that we have. And, and we got involved, uh, an ex-Sony employee named Dan Wingate, who sourced a lot of a lot of other footage for us and then had some amazing uh, help from Sony as well. When I started working on the Criterion Collection BBS box set, I got involved with some fantastic people at Sony, and they led me towards a lot of outtakes from the TV show and, and outtakes from Head and, and so that 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 was where the ball started rolling for this project and been bending everybody's ear for years to to get this going and now we're finally at the 50th anniversary and it's happening. It's amazing. Well, I think uh, Andrew and I might agree on the most uh, jaw-dropping moments so far as we've been reviewing episodes. Would you say it is the Cuddly Toy performance? That looked fantastic, but it's every every day that we, we sit in and, and see the latest 
restoration. I, I have a, you know, my jaw drops every, every day I, mm-hmm. I, that we get to see these. And I think the best is yet to come. And we're, there's, they're not doing the episodes in order. Uh, Sony is sort of in charge of doling out when the films come in and when they get, when they get restored. So we're sort of seeing them randomly and it's just an exciting discovery process. I mean, for me, um, you know, I don't want to tip, tip it too heavily already but the most jaw-dropping amazing thing for me was that we found a couple of camera reels from the 33 and a third television special shoot which i had no idea that these existed and they just showed up and then we saw the log sheets and then finally when they put them up on the player and transferred them i I had this and my fingers crossed so heavily that there was going to be something on there that I was really excited about and my yeah, gosh it's there is. it's the most earth-shattering historical monkeys development in my world in many a year I think so and a wow. funny thing about the cue sheet is uh all the uh shots are listed out and what takes they are and then there's a special message scrawled across the very bottom <laughs> good luck <laughs> <laughs> We didn't read too much into that, but yeah, it's they they were it was an ambitious TV special and 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 a difficult one at that. And we don't even have all the camera reels, but we found some of them. And amongst them, uh, the most exciting thing is that we found the original uncut performance of the last ever Monkees live appearance in the 1960s, which is "Listen to the Band." We found we found the uncut performance of the Monkees playing "Listen to the Band." And that uh, of excerpt of that video is going to be premiered on a major online outlet in the next few weeks, Ooh. and we'll definitely share it with the Zilch universe when we uh, confirm that. But it's going to be uh, something that Monkeys fans a didn't know even existed, and b will just make them lose their minds once again, which yeah. is the total goal of this Blu-ray set. Well, yeah, I it's think really you're going it's for the to hardcore fans for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely aimed at the hardcore fans. Uh, since we're discussing 33 and a third, what is the story behind the original airing, and is it true that NBC aired it out of sequence with the first two acts swapped? And if this is the case, is the version we have on the current DVD set true to the writer's original intent? Well, I don't know. I don't know, having not been alive in 1969 when right. it was aired. You know, I've I've seen all of the stuff that's been online about it, and also, you know, I've been aware of the, of the alternate assembly of, mm-hmm. of the program because we used part of that in the sourcing of when we did the DVD. Um, and as you recall, uh, I'm sure you do that the VHS was a little bit different than the DVD. That was one of the few things that we sort of changed around. Mm-hmm. But there's no real production note to know exactly what order the thing is supposed to be in. I mean, the only thing I can say is that whatever version has been out there that featured the original television commercials would be as close to what was broadcast mm. as, as anything. So the version that the Museum of Television and Radio has had for many years, which we've sourced the sound from that for a long time because that seems to be the best sounding one mm. uh, until we found these camera reels which seem to have better sound for the scenes that we do have. Um, I, you know, That's the best I can do. It's much like the issue with Too Many Girls where everybody said, oh, well, the one that's on the Rhino DVD set is is uh, not the broadcast version because it's censored. Well, actually, it is the broadcast version because it had all of the original TV commercials, and that was the only source we could find. Mm. It was all the first-run commercials. So, you know, you end up in an online debate with people, and then they say, it can't possibly be that. And then you sort of say, well, it is, 
because it has all of this stuff in it, and uh, it just goes around in a circle. But that's what's fun about the internet is there's lots to talk about. <laughs> but we do have uh, some good news about Too Many Girls that people have been we asking do. about. We do. We found the original film, so we oh. have these both the uncensored and the censored versions, and they're both going to be on the set. Well, that that's definitely a question that we had <laughs> assembled for you folks. You know, I've been kind of spoiled as of late because we've got the, the Batman set that came out this last year and, of course, the Star Trek, the original series coming on Blu-ray. I can only imagine that this is going to be comparable to those as far as the, the uh, sheer beauty of what you're going to be able to produce. Oh, Ken, it's going to be better. Oh, I imagine. Because <laughs> it has the monkeys. It, right. It's the monkeys. It's not Batman. It's the monkeys. No, it's, it's actually really stunning. It's very cool. And not to sound like the uh, rhino sales guy here, but if people haven't pre-ordered yet, boy, you better get on it because you're going to miss out. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like the Batman set, you see the costumes, you see the fiber and the clothes, you see all the wires. We're watching Monstrous Monkey Mash today and looking at all the wires on the bats and all the <laughs> other stuff where the uh, monkeys wash their feet with Pat Polson with the fly that's buzzing around him. You see, you see the wire and all that stuff. So it's the, the clarity is incredible. And um, for those 58 episodes, I think it's going to be, you know, just a life changer. And, you know, as of right now, it's just it's this direct to consumer version and a lot of people have talked certainly i've seen the the talk i'm i'm a consultant to rhino so i'll i can speak outside of rhino for a second and Please just do. say they you know why is this why is this cost $200 well reality of it is you know i've been i've gone on record and it's been in other trees the restoration of the series is costing about $300,000 so that money has to come from somewhere. <laughs> and that, that's, if I can jump in, that's just the restoration. It doesn't include all the publishing that has to be cleared for the massive amount of music that's involved in this right. release. Uh, SAG, uh, Directors Guild. I mean, this is not your typical release. Yeah, that's just strictly to have the films transferred at high resolution. Uh-huh. Um, so in order to get this off the ground and to, and to get it, you know, this is a joint venture as far as the restoration between Sony and, and Rhino, and that's taken several years to happen um it's it's a it's a monumental event in monkey history that this this thing's happening and the when you come down to the price and then what extras we're finding i think you know if this was a bootleg on somebody's table at the monkeys convention you'd buy it for 200 bucks but because (laughs) it's an official release people are like why am i gonna have to pay that well you don't have to but you're probably going to want to because it's the definitive version of these shows and they have not been touched for 20 years. I mean, the, the the DVDs that have been out, I just think, look horrendous compared to this stuff. Night and day. Yeah. And uh, in terms of the cost, I think when – we've been a little cagey about being very specific about the bonuses so far. And uh-huh. the main reason behind that is we want to make it as complete as mm-hmm. possible. And we don't have answers yet to a few of the things that we're aggressively pursuing and that we really want to include. So – while we can't tell you everything that's going to be on the bonus discs, we can give you a sneak preview of a few things if you like. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, from a historical standpoint, as as the monkeys, you know, one of the one of the monkeys historians. So there are a lot of monkeys historians out there, uh-huh. but one of them, uh, you know, there's certainly things that I never even wrote about in my book mm-hmm. that that are going to be that things that I've discovered in the last few years. Like, for instance, I was doing research a few years ago. In England, I've been doing a lot of work in England over the last few years, and 
I found out that Top of the Pops, when Randy Skaskit was a huge hit in England, a number two single, Top of the Pops commissioned a special promo film be made for Randy Skaskit because there was there was no real equivalent at that time from the monkey show that they, they could show. So they had a filmmaker named Peter Whitehead who made films for the Rolling Stones and all the immediate records artists and, uh-huh. and a lot of other great things, uh, Jimi Hendrix. They had commissioned him to make a special film of the monkeys' ar- arrival in London at a press conference and cut it to Randy Skouskit. Now, Top of the Pops, the TV show in England, doesn't even really exist from 1967. There's one episode that does exist. They, we found the original insert in full color, which it was not shown in color in England, so it's never been seen in color. And we found this original promo film for for Randy Skouskit under the name alternate title from 1967, and that's going to be one of the amazing highlights on the on the bonus disc. Just something that's just never been seen since it originally aired. Yeah, and not talked about either. I th- I think that that's that's the that's what we've really been going after is not necessarily the stuff that people have been you know. Talking about for years and years, but but trying to actually sh- bring new light to this and 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 surprise a bunch of people. And uh, the bonus disc uh, will also include some things that you know they've been bopping around on YouTube and things like that, and really low quality with time codes on them. But the Glenn Campbell uh, Good Time Hour. Right. So we have both the medley with Salesman Live and the lip sync of Teardrop City. You know, so that's going to look incredible and. Another one is the Johnny Cash show, the complete, uh, complete segment of that with Everybody Loves a Nut, the live Nine Times Blue, which is for most people Phenomenal. one of the key performances of 1969, and we're we're gonna have it in perfect quality, you know, officially licensed, and that means that people have to get paid, yeah. <laughs> so that's why this is costing a lot of money. So you know, we all of this stuff is going through official channels and and we're we're doing all the due diligence and that's why it's so difficult to reveal all that stuff we're going to work on this bonus disc up to the last possible minute to see if we're going to see how many amazing things we can put on it and to that point uh, just how how down to the wire it's getting just today, we secured another another thing for the bonus disc, and that is a performance of Sunday Man by right. Davey from Dick Clark's music scene. It's actually a music bag. Music bag. It's, it was a, was a one-off syndicated show in late 1969 that Davey appeared on without uh, uh, Mickey and Michael. Hmm. And it's something I've never even seen. We have I, I still haven't seen it, and we just licensed it today. I have still photos from it. It's been something that's been talked about. I talked to Dick Clark's archivist about it for the last 10 years and you know we had so much of a budget and and um they asked me here you know what would you like to see and i said i've never seen someday man i'd love to see that and so that's one of the things now we can officially reveal is going to be on it something that not on youtube and it's not something that anybody's discussed it was in my book but um here we are well i don't know how many episodes of zilch you've listened to but you know that i'm not quiet for long and I'm sitting here with my mouth hanging open at the thought of the Glenn Campbell hour footage and the and the fact that you're going to get that Johnny Cash monkey sequence on this is absolutely amazing that's mind-blowing my favorite version of nine times blue of all time I mean I I love that is my favorite version and it looks great I mean you just you've seen dupes and you know right. several generations down and timestamps and it's just kind of a new experience seeing it you know on a big screen 
it's great. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, like seeing this thirty-three and a third stuff too, like there'll be a, a totally different version of Goldilocks sometime. That sequence that we found, mm-hmm. uh, totally different take. I mean, it's it's going to be a mind blower. This set, I mean, beyond the fifty-eight episodes, which are the the key thing. I mean, them finally looking fantastic, like the monkeys in Paris. And, all the shows we found films for, and then the original pilot uh, from 35 millimeter, you know, which has never been seen in great quality before. So, it's it's astonishing what what we found for this set. And just to reemphasize that the bonus disc, it, this is going to be the only place. It's going to be like a handmade release. This is uh. going to be the only place you can get this bonus material. And once this run of 10,000 sells out, that's it. You know, and you know we're very we're very honest and we're very frank. This may come to retail late next year, but it will not come in this permeation, and definitely not with this bonus material. No, it couldn't. They couldn't afford to actually put it out that way, unfortunately. You know, uh-huh. um, so it's so it's quite. It's going to be quite an amazing set. I mean, for uh, for any monkeys fan, I mean, you know, I'm just excited about having the episodes in great quality, but. But some of the bonus stuff, and we're still, as as we say, we're still working today and and through the next few weeks to try and acquire more stuff for this. And um, you know, I'm excited. We haven't transferred. Like I have my Kool Aid promo <laughs> film that's going to yes. get transferred that I've shown it on the Monkeys tours the last four years, mm-hmm. and so that I can't wait to see that in amazing quality. I paid to have that transferred myself, and uh, over the years, but we're going to get a better better one done of that. And yeah, it's um, and the Yardley commercials. Yeah, we're working on that. We're working on that. You know, I haven't seen a new transfer book, but we're expected to get something a little bit better on that. And um, so each thing, you know, we're cautiously optimistic. And, and, and so our jaws are dropping uh, with, with each passing day as we accomplish another, another little goal. So, And just to show the care that's being put into this, uh, we haven't even talked about the packaging yet which I yes. think we can reveal a little bit about the packaging. And, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yes, fans will be excited to know that it will fit nicely right next to their deluxe editions, their handmade deluxe editions. Yes. Same format. It's going to be a little thicker, obviously, because uh-huh. of 10 discs. But the uh, front cover is going to be a huge lenticular uh, cover mount from the Rainbow Room. Whoa. When you tilt it, it will move, and it will be amazing. Oh my! Well, folks, if <laughs> two hundred dollars is a bargain, kid. It absolutely is, folks. If you haven't purchased this, hit pause on the show, go place your order, and come back and listen to the rest of the episode. But it, I'm telling you, you do not want to miss out on this. And you're saying that that bonus disc, this is a one and done. This is it. This is kind it's, of like the it's deluxe. It's like bird bees and the monkeys yep. and the headquarters sessions. You've never seen those come out again, despite them them going for two hundred dollars or more online. This is the only place because financially there would be no other place that this could come out. No. So. And and just to your point, Ken, pause. Yeah. The site is mobile friendly. <laughs> you do it right from your phone. <laughs> I'm playing, sort of. No, do it, do it, do it. Now, I saw an uh, interview with Mojo Magazine that you did, Andrew, where uh, you're talking about the original ending of Head. Yeah, I, I, I just saw that quote today, to be honest. <laughs> Actually, only, only about an hour ago. And, 
it's correct in certain respects, but I probably have to clarify in other respects. Okay. Um, which is that footage does exist from the four different um, times that the, the monkeys escaped the box, mm-hmm. but I can't confirm right now whether or not we have everything. Uh, it's certainly not a cut-together ending. Right. Uh, and um, so I think that that might have been mis- misstated. I don't think it was misquoted, but it might be misstated. We certainly don't have a lot of cut-together sequences from Head. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of raw footage from it now. I mean, there were, there were a number of interviews I did uh, after I worked on the Criterion box about the state of the outtakes. And then when we were researching films for this set earlier in the summer, came across, as I say in the Mojo thing, about 30 cans of negative uh, in perfect shape. Whereas all the other head stuff I'd seen was uh, all, basically all the emulsion was falling off and it was just eroding. So we made a deal to get all of it transferred and so we're picking from all of these cans. Mm. And I still haven't seen all of the footage. So uh, so we're, we're still at that stage where I can't confirm what's what's going to be on or what's, what's going to be off. But we do know that there's a lot of amazing stuff in there and, and there's going to be a lot of head outtake footage in, in the box. Is it 30 canisters of head outtakes? Yes, there are 30 canisters. I don't know what that adds up to total right. time-wise, but but it's going to be significant. It's going to be significant. And that's amazing. that's only going to be on the bonus disc. It's not going to be on the head disc. And so, therefore, if head is ever issued individually, you won't get this footage again. And also, the, the head... For a lot of people who didn't buy the Criterion version of Head, you know, you'll at least get to have Head with the original 5.1 mix that we did then uh-huh. for and and some of the other things. But the commentary is going to be we're going to have do some different things with the commentary as well. I think it's super yeah. early to tell. That is actually one of the questions that we had about the commentary tracks. Will there be any new commentary tracks, and are you porting any of the old commentary tracks over? Yes and yes. Okay. Yeah, certainly we're certainly porting everything over that was on the old, the old set, uh, the old monkeys set. However, with the Criterion, because Criterion produced those commentary tracks for their set, and they, you know, they they did them uh, expressly for that. And I, mm-hmm. I was the interviewer on the other end for those. They those not are not necessarily going to go over on head, mm-hmm. but we're going to get possibly some other stuff to work with for that. And we're in discussions with uh, with various parties to do some new commentaries, but our focus has really been in getting the the series restored properly and getting as many bonus things as we can. Um, to be honest, I think more so than than just simply adding commentaries. Very good. But uh, another uh, frequently asked question that we've been seeing online that we're pleased to uh, answer today is about alternate syndicated versions of yes. the songs. Right. They will be uh, some alternate versions. Yeah, so we, we've got we found quite a few, and we're going to. It's not going to be every single song, but it's going to be a big selection of songs. Yes, I'll tell you, uh, John and Andrew, it's it's kind of, it's kind of like you're sitting here looking at my list of questions. You just <laughs> knock them off. Well, maybe off. we should shut up and let you ask a few. Well, actually, no. I think I should just let you guys do the whole thing, and I'll just sit here and with my jaw hanging down, smiling. This is fantastic. <laughs> Now, you were able to find original film for all 58 episodes, right? That is correct, yeah. Were, was there anything that was uh, deteriorated or unusable? Yeah, at the very early stage uh, of, of our research, we pulled in a lot of stuff that had been stored in underground storage in Kansas City, which I, when, 
I think to go back historically, when Rhino Records acquired the Monkees catalog from Bob Rafelson, Bert Schneider, and Steve mm-hmm. Blauner, um, on one afternoon, I, <laughs> I was in the room in 1994 when this all took place, and then I was hired by Rhino to do the due diligence and look for films. I went out to a Sony facility in Inwood, New York, and started looking at um, 35 millimeter films. And it was at that time that a, a representative of Sony told me, we have all these cartons of trims and outtakes from the show. And I got very excited, and I said, well, here's Rhino's FedEx number. You know, we have this, we have the rights to all the outtakes per the deal. And then all of a sudden they said, well, we have no cartons. They, they, we don't have anything, actually. So for years I asked them, and they said, no, we have nothing. And then when I was working for Criterion on Head, the people I worked with at that time at Sony who were fantastic to deal with, and we found all this amazing screen test footage and, and whatnot, said, we do have boxes of trims and outtakes. So we began that discovery process earlier this summer. What we found in those those boxes were a lot of deteriorating work print uh-huh. for the show, but not necessarily any outtakes from the show per se. And a lot of them were decomposing and were in having serious vinegar syndrome, which is uh, when the film starts to decompose and smells horribly like you've been doused in a bottle of vinegar. and. Uh-huh and will make you actually cry like you were slicing up onions. <laughs> yeah. So I, I spent a good part of the early summer in, in the, the hot heat here in Los Angeles with uh, monkeys film emulsion all over my uh, shirt and wearing gloves and a face mask looking through all these boxes. But in those boxes, we found in perfect shape all of these head outtakes. So that was kind of the, the payoff. And then we found uh, a few promo spots, and we found the original clean uh, – titles for the first season which we'd never had in good quality i think um those look incredible the the, both the opening sequences for the two seasons look amazing so in reality nothing of the final shows has been too difficult like we watched the fairy tale today Mm. and that of course has a huge scratch in it on the the vhs and dvd boxes no big scratches anymore it's amazing it it really pops that's one of the best episodes you can see uh every one of the princess's whiskers Wow, what a great-looking chick! She's the most beautiful thing I've ever laid eyes on. Look at those sideburns cool, that cool, body. Cool. <laughs> you know, when you posted that today, there were adults squeeing yes. all over the universe. So Let me guess, know, Melanie? That was one of them. Okay. <laughs> that Bye, was Melanie. one of them for sure. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, now, as far as like things like the original pilot, are we going to ever see the original edit of that pilot? Does it exist in that form? or? Well, you know, I don't know. You know, the, the one that tested. As, the one that tested, as far as I can tell, the only difference was that it was lacking the screen tests. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know... The whole thing that there was more of the manager or more of that, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I certainly own a print of the pilot, mm-hmm. uh, the original non-broadcast pilot, and it's um, it's in better was in much better color and much better shape than the one that we sourced from Bobby Hart mm-hmm. uh, for the VHS box. But still, it's not that significantly different. The, I mean, the big the big win here on the pilot is going to be that we have a 35 millimeter finally of it, and you know, it's a significantly different. Uh, animal, I think, than the broadcast version in episode 10. I mean, specifically, Mike pointed out to me, Mike Nesmith, you know, 
I got my new guitar. So all the scenes with them performing all, um, the, the songs are all reshot in episode 10, which mm. is interesting. And then, um, you know, there's different title cards, different opening and end credits. Um, right. I, I don't necessarily, just like there's, you know, there doesn't seem to be an assembly of head that's longer. I did see when I was working on the Criterion set a big chunk of the film that was edited together that comes where Mike is straightening his tie in the mirror and then the all the TV sets go up. There's a big chunk out of the film there, but this piece that was edited together was in such poor shape. I mean, it was literally falling apart, and it was going to cost so much money to have uh, have it restored that that's kind of when the plug was pulled on on the, the stuff for the Criterion set for, for outtakes. We have some bits and pieces of that, but not necessarily the edited together version of it. And, you know, we're just going to go with what we have and and present it to the public. And we reviewed uh, a bit of it, and it's actually fascinating because you get to see how much uh, work was being done on the fly when they were shooting. Uh Right, right. And just different takes and uh, how uh, they just had to keep trying. Uh, there's one sequence with Victor Mature looming above them. You can see it without him matted in yet. and. Uh I don't know if that's going to make the box, but it's just interesting to watch. Yeah, there's so much stuff from Head, and we're just really excited to finally see it. I mean, it's been all been transferred, but just so people understand, when the films are being transferred and scanned in, we're not necessarily allowed to be there. Right. (laughs) Not because we don't want to be, but because, you know, in order to get the stuff done at the the cost and also dealing with, uh, you know, our partners in this, we can't necessarily be in on every step of, of the process. So... So a lot of the times they'll finally say, okay, yeah, your stuff is ready. And it's like when you go to pick up, you know, your, your car from repair or your dry cleaning or your, your photos from, you used to get your photos developed and you'd be so excited to see yeah. what came out, you know, <laughs> how, is it better? And, and usually the answer is, yeah, it's much better, but we just, we have to wait like everybody else. So yeah, they don't want us in there because we'll say, stop, remind that. We want to see that again. Yeah. Hold on. And we want to take a photo and put it online. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing with these photos? What are you doing? So. You guys would just slow them down. Totally. Now, as far as the actual box that you're going to get, uh, it wouldn't be Rhino if it was if it didn't come with some sort of toy or tchotchke or something. Is there any truth to the rumors that there'll be a mini monkey mobile, like the Batmobile? Like, is that it, it, something? I can probably tell you how those rumors started. Uh, that was the original idea, and then we tried to source someone that could make the monkey mobile in uh-huh. time. They need. 18 months out ouch yeah and we really wanted this to come out for the 50th Uh we didn't want it to come out in uh, 2017 and kind of missed that moment so unfortunately no monkey mobile with the box however we do have a licensee that is going to create a monkey mobile later on Oh, excellent. So you can just buy one and staple it to the front. Yeah, there there's you go. Be, uh, can we, there's going to be a unique 7-inch with two unique, there is. unique mixes from the TV show. You want to tell um, them what those are? I could. Let's give let's give him a let's give Ken another bonus. Ken, you you don't want to know that, right? You had better questions, right? You're going to ask me about uh, when Heart and Soul is going to come out on, on high high resolution DVD, right? <laughs> well, actually, that we we do want to know that, but we'll go with with what you're wanting to talk about right now. Well, I think on the single right now we have planned going down the the live vocal version and with from a really good source because we have access to all of these audio things that we never mm-hmm. had before, and then. The alternate mix of Star Collector that was used on the TV show as well. That is fantastic. Any other toys or anything you can kind of shine um, a little light on? Another bonus uh, thing that we haven't talked about yet is the uh, original Oh My My video. 
Oh, right. Wow. That, well, that's going to be on the extras, mm -hmm. on the extras set. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot more extras coming. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a toy-filled set. Uh, right, right. But certainly, can be, can you know, you can put it around all of your other monkeys. There toys you go. That'll work too. You know, the, the action figures will be sold separately. <laughs> if we actually, if you guys have been following Monkey's Twitter, you'll see that there are three sets of action figures coming, including the Monkey Men. Absolutely, and that that's that's the one that I would get myself yeah. because had, uh, it's funny. I'll, I'll give you guys a little inside thing. They came to us wanting to do figures, and they wanted to do street clothes, the red shirts, and that was it. And I said, "Wait, you guys don't want to do the Monkey Men?" This looks like a job for. Monkey Men, and the licensee was like, "What?" And I sent them a picture, and they were like, "We had no idea this existted." And like, oh you my might god, watch the show sometime. This is why we love John Hughes and Andrew Sandoval. <laughs> this is why, right here, folks. We're trying. We're trying. Well, you're doing. You're, you are. You are succeeding. Now, is there any chance of a Sam and the Good Timers uh, figure set? <laughs> That's that, that would be that would be something I would buy. <laughs> And, and it also comes with the uh, Mexican bullfighting ring playset. There you go. <laughs> those little music stands with their, all their names on them. There you go. <laughs> That'll be a project for for my retirement. You know. I think that's in the 50th anniversary in 2019. <laughs> now, as as serious as some monkey fans take the monkeys, we have to say that that was a joke. So, <laughs> please, Andrew's going. Not, I'm not. not I don't me. think it's a joke. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> Excellent. Now, we have one of our staff who absolutely loves the interstitial uh, background music that is used in the TV show. Is there ever a chance that any of that would ever be released as a CD? No, because we simply don't own that music. Mm. That, that music's, you know, and people who follow Rhino may know that Rhino used to license a lot of stuff, but mm -hmm. they say, well, why don't you put out all the monkey solo recordings they did in the 70s and 80s? Well, Rhino never owned any of that stuff. They only right. owned the Colpix stuff. And it was so costly to license and the market was so limited that it never happened even when Monkey's records were selling in vast quantities in the 80s. Um, that music is, is not owned by Rhino and it would be difficult to license and because uh, you have to pay per every song, so every little Stu Phillips you know, a uh, little harpsichord run or whatever else, the the publishing it, on this thing would be astronomical. And yeah. if you thought that the cost of the DVD set featuring 58 films, a TV special, a feature film, and then all these bonus tracks was expensive at $200, would you, you know, would you <laughs> pay $200 for a 30-minute CD right. of 60 little music cues? I mean, it's it just, unfortunately, those are the economics. I think... Some companies in England have been able to do some of that stuff mm -hmm. uh, with some of the ITC, ITV uh, stuff because simply the publishing scheme in England is different. You pay per album rather right. than per song. But here in America, it's uh, I'd say slim to none, sadly. But um, you know, and we and we don't have access to really the original sessions for those. Right. Um, that's all stuff that's within Sony and. We have found certain bits and pieces of it, but we haven't found the full thing. So, now, But the one positive spin I can put on the audio uh, for the Blu-ray is that it's not 5.1, uh -huh. uh, staying very true to the integrity of the original series. And but, it's not fake 5.1 like the old DVD exactly. box, which sounded crappy. <laughs> but the, these mono mags, I mean, boy, the theme song itself just has a bite that I don't think we've heard before. Yeah, it sounds fantastic, and, and the reason why 
you know, uh, it's not 5.1, and certainly with Head, I was able to do 5.1 because we had enough of the original scoring elements and enough original multitracks to do it. With the, with the Monkey series, we don't have enough, and and like we don't have any of the scoring sessions to do it with. So it would just be such a hodgepodge, and to do something completely fake and throw it together, I I would assume there's going to be some guy out there with his computer who's got one of those you know, unwrapping programs yeah. to, to do a fake DTS version of it. And so we're going to leave it to the fans to do that part of it. Mm. As far as having a really good thing to work off of, these monkeys, uh, mags have been restored by Sony over the course of the last couple of years. Stuff is sounding really pretty good. It's very true to the original, um, but it sounds significantly better than anything that I've heard on these shows. And, um, you know, it's not no noise to death and it's, um, you know, it's, it's the way the shows were sort of intended to be heard originally. If you want to recreate it and dub in all your stereo versions and stuff, <laughs> do it at home. I, you know, you won't need to. I mean, I'm a 5.1 guy, surround sound. I even, you know, we, we even kind of did a quad series here at Rhino for Handmade mm-hmm. Under Me. And so I'm a nut when it comes to this audio stuff. But these mono mixes, they just really leap out. And I'm not, and I don't mean just out of the center speaker. When you're hearing. Uh, daily, nightly from this thing, you're going to hear things that like, wow, this is sounds like it's from the master tape. Because guess what? It is. Yeah, it, it wow. sounds good. In most cases, they're not taking them from the film optical tracks. It's uh, we, we actually had access to totally separate elements, which is how we start getting the things like the Saturday's Child and Take a Giant Step and things that were on the first, the Monkeys Super Deluxe Edition for the first album. Uh-huh. Um, when I got Sony sort of involved in archiving the stuff, on those things that's that's when when that started happening and so you know we we have a lot of nice nice sounding stuff and um, I'm quite pleased with it even though the stereo purists are going to be disappointed you know it would be more disappointing if we did a bad job of of getting the basic things right we're just trying to do a good job with with getting the show properly restored and and the, the sound restored as it was makes perfect sense now, Andrew, I'm sure you've probably seen my big question. There's two of them I have. One of them is a video jukebox. Is there any way that you guys could throw together a video jukebox of, like, if you want to see She Hangs Out or whatever, you just, boom, go to that, to, you know, you go to the menu and boom, there it is. Close. Ah, come on, spill. It's not, it's not quite on demand, as uh-huh. you're describing. Yes. But if you remember the old Play Romps feature from the DVD? Yes. That's being ported over and corrected. Oh, fantastic. So disc-by-disc basis, you'll be able to play the Romps. Yeah, we're still actually, we're having a meeting on Friday about the DVD menus, which have, you know, this, we're still working on the authoring. So so a lot of the elements of the DVD menus have not been settled, but certainly something we'd like to do and by disc, you know, be able to, to access those songs individually. Yes. Um, we can tell you what it will not do. The okay. Menus. All right. They will not play that snippet of the theme over and over again every time you go back. <laughs> to the episodes, and it will actually have brace yourself a play all feature, so you don't have to keep going back and hitting buttons. Wow. So Fantastic. we're 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 making some some slow you know some baby steps towards uh, towards the making <laughs> dreams come true towards perfection. There you yeah. go. As far as outtakes for the TV show. What have you found? We have found some stuff, um, mostly that is from the romp sequences, uh-huh. 
and that is silent, but that we could, of course, put, you know, audio over as far as, you know, uh, a song just like they did back in the 60s with the TV show. But um, that's mostly what we found. We haven't found any sort of extended scenes with audio or, you know, extended interviews or anything, unfortunately. We had hoped to find that stuff, but we've sim- – and we haven't given up looking, but we ha- – having gone through – box after box after box after box of stuff and been given full access to everything that that Sony has in their archive we haven't found anything in uh, you know like like that you know alternate songs or alternate uh, alternate interviews things that I had hoped to find we found other stuff you know we found this 33 and a third stuff we found all this head stuff so it's it hasn't been it hasn't been a wash but it's been you know it's been different and that's and that's kind of great in a way because you know you I was surprised and shocked as a historian to to see so much stuff that I never even knew existed. I mean, and actually, in a way, I'm I'm kind of more excited about some of these things than I would be if it was just like a few extra seconds of of them talking or something. Mm-hmm. A lot of those those things can be overstated, and, and um, in this case, I think we have some really genuinely exciting extras, and even some that are very bizarre, like thirty three to third in Espanol. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have the Spanish version of 33 and the third on the 33 and the third. Which disc. you haven't seen until you've seen it. It's pretty great. You know, I've watched that show a couple times. I still don't think I've seen it. I think it makes more sense in Spanish, especially if you're not fluent. You know, that, that just <laughs> might work. I'll tell you, uh, honestly, Andrew, the work you did on the, uh, the head Criterion set, that film really changed when I saw it in the widescreen aspect if you will it really opened up to me i didn't understand it before and now it's a revelation you know it's a loop well it's very nice you to say i mean i i've studied that film for a long time and uh you know i having worked with the monkeys extensively over the last 25 years i I feel like i understand the film a little bit better Mm -hmm. than than the layman and possibly even them but but yeah, I, I the Criterion set was fantastic. That was a fantastic project to work on. I love my friends at Criterion, and um, you know, and and that really was the portal to get into this project in a lot of ways, as far as the discovery process and finally having a good relationship with Sony to find out about what other stuff they might have, and and now we're now we're literally there. So it's it's great. And for people that have that have put off buying the the Criterion set, they'll be able to get head on this set, correct? That is correct. They'll be able to get head in the restored version as done for Criterion in uh-huh. this set. You'll also be able to get all of the extras that were on the Criterion set in as much as the other screen tests and bits and pieces that, that were extras there. So, um, And then we're working on a few things that were done at the time in 2010 when I was producing that, but we can't confirm yet, but we're trying to get a few bits and pieces that, that I found then that uh, that haven't come out yet, that were, were in the running for the Criterion set, and uh, we might have a, a few more surprises up our sleeve. I, and I think it's important that Andrew explain his conceptualization for this box. There's actually a certain time period that we're looking to cover here. Uh-huh. Right. So, so... I know I know this question was coming up, and it's something that's yes. been asked a lot, and it's something I've refrained from speaking about publicly. So this is the exclusive this is on it. this, Uh-oh. which is that John and I are planning after this box set to do something with the 1980s, 1990s monkeys material. Certainly not a $200 box set. Something cert- 
very much more consumer friendly, mm-hmm. but something that covers those videos such as Heart and Soul or the Justice video or even the 1997 TV special, which is not owned by Rhino. It's owned by the four members of the Monkees, and that includes Davies Estate. And it's a mm-hmm. fairly complicated thing to get everybody. I mean, if you've seen how hard it is to get them all to agree to go on tour, you should try and get them <laughs> to all agree to put out something, you know, because it's a very involved thing. And, and when we started looking at the bits and pieces of doing that special and getting it together for this, we realized that we'd have to delay the release of this set in order to put that on right. significantly. And also that we'd have to compromise financially. Well, we could put on that set, but then we couldn't put on Johnny Cash and we couldn't put on Glenn Campbell and probably can't afford the publishing for a lot of these head outtakes. So it was kind of a, uh, uh, it was my decision as a producer to, to say, I think that we should do a Monkees 1965 through 1970 sort of set here and do a really good job of it and then look and do it 80s and 90s set because then financially it works out and also would make the 97 special which you can see readily through the fan network it would make that available at some point at a at a price point that was affordable um so it was it was really a trade-off i had to say you know do you guys want to see outtake footage do you want to see some things you've never seen or do you want to see the 97 special which you've all seen more or less, I would imagine you've seen it, and and then we'd have to cut off a bunch of other stuff and and make a bunch of other compromises and put the thing out months and months later than we had promised. It's you know something. It was a tough decision, but I think an important one. And I'm pretty happy. Not everybody will understand it, but it's the monkey's world is filled with politics, and, right. and so that that's a decision that had to be made. So that's that's sort of where it came down. I, mean, I just think the box works better conceptually if it's really focused with a time period and just trying to assemble as many things from that time as possible, especially things that have not hit the fan network or have been on uh-huh. YouTube ad infinitum. Right. Uh, the idea was to blow socks off. Well, it sounds we like socks are going to be blown off everywhere. Yes, socks. You know. <laughs> There's uh, going to be a run on socks at the store for sure. Monkey socks. Hold on. Monkey I'm on socks. It. Someone get someone on the phone. Let's make this I'm happen. I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay, good. <laughs> So Monkeys 50 is really concentrating on the 50th anniversary and that special time when the monkeys exploded across our culture. So you're not saying no to the 80s monkeys and beyond, but I think that it would be safe to say that as much of a demand that there is for the Monkeys 50 set, it will only actually help gauge the interest of what's to come along those lines, correct? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so for sure. And I think that, you know, it's it's like a lot of other things. You know, I produced the Monkees concert tours from 2011 mm-hmm. through 2013, then again this past year. And a lot of people were, why, why isn't there a live DVD? You know, certainly there was footage shot at some shows, but it became a real cost issue. I went, approached a number of different companies, including people like Eagle, who put out the Monkees DVD right. sets recently. And I just couldn't get the money from them to actually produce thing it, it to to actually shoot at a venue costs a lot of money and even if the monkeys did it for free if the monkeys themselves i mean it, it just it made no economic sense so a lot of things get into this weird space where it doesn't make any sense to the fans but unfortunately you know it makes sense to me because i have to deal with all these different parties to try and make the fans dreams 
reality. You know, I, I think in the celebration of the 50th anniversary, you know, certainly with the Monkees concert tour next year, I'd, I'd hope that we'd bring in some elements from the 1980s as well, because I think a lot of the fans that come out to see them are, are fans from the 1980s. And certainly, um, you know, a big part of their appeal these days is, is those people who grew up watching them on MTV. And that's sort of the idea behind this next set that John and I are talking about. If we can maybe license in some stuff from MTV people it, might remember and well we actually we have a really good relationship with MTV we put out an REM uh, MTV box last uh, year Rhino yes. that was just it was a total joint partnership with MTV and REM so it compiled everything from their first appearance on a Nickelodeon dance show called Livewire all the way <laughs> to you know their final concerts that were broadcast in MTV Europe so it, there's a relationship there it's something we need to explore it's something we really want to do we got to sell this one first yeah Absolutely. yes I mean there's exciting stuff I mean everything's on the table for the 80s and 90s you know Billboard Live what, whatever whatever was was out there Heart and Soul the Justice video there's there's lots and lots of stuff certainly to do a really definitive set from that era, and have it have it stretch for quite a, for a couple of discs at least, and that you know that again would take away from from the the TV box which is about the TV show right so well monkeys fifty is about the fiftieth anniversary and folks we are so glad that you guys are at the helm of this project and I cannot tell you what it means to me as a Monkees fan to our audience to the to the various hosts of this show seriously this is a fantastic announcement that you are bringing us and I can't thank you enough seriously our pleasure Ken can I be cryptic for half a second sure this is the beginning for Monkees 50 (laughs) this is just the beginning we've got a lot of exciting stuff and and we've been plotting and planning this stuff and there's going to be more surprises stuff that you won't expect that's going to happen and um, we're very excited as you know John and I are both huge Monkees fans as you can tell and uh, I think that's for us we're excited and I think we're excited even more so for our fellow Monkees fans because we know that what we have in store is going to be really cool and and you know we encourage all speculation. Please begin right now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we hope that you will come back on the show and discuss things with us in the future. And, you know, I, I probably should ask, you know, for you mentioned Melanie earlier. Any chance of getting a book of monkey scripts <laughs> ever made? <laughs> that, again, is another, it's another rights issue with the uh, WGA, with the Writers Guild of America. Each and every person who wrote a script would have to do sign-off. I mean... It seems like maybe not the scripts, but um, I don't know how you guys feel about the old Dell comic books. I would love that myself. That would no. be amazing. Okay, well, let's keep that in mind for next year, maybe. Okay, That's, as long as you don't ask about the updated revised version of my book, I'll be okay. <laughs> Well, that's that's another show. We actually would like to have you come on and discuss the book, not so much the updates, but the actual book itself someday. When I've had a full eight hours of sleep, one of these <laughs> one of these months, I will so be like, happy to do that. So, like ten years from now, okay. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much, gentlemen. We were thrilled that you contacted us. We were always kind of dreading coming on your radar because we hope that we are doing you guys proud here at Zilch. You haven't messed up yet, Ken. We're watching you. <laughs> Okay, excellent. Well, no, I'll, seriously. I'll, I'll take John's word for it. I'll take John's word for it. <laughs> seriously, we really enjoy the show. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm in L.A., so I've been sitting in traffic uh, probably 45 minutes each way every uh, morning and afternoon, and I listen to the podcast, and it's great. I feel like I know you guys. 
Excellent. Fantastic. So you know that we've been, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying, no, there's not going to be a 50th anniversary TV show thing. We kept the flame going. We kept that hope alive. So this well, is, you know. keep the flame going because there's there's going to be more to hold up your lighter for as the as the year progresses. Again, oh we encourage any and all speculation. <laughs> wow, you may not be wrong. Okay, excellent. Well, you thank may not you. Be right, but you may not be wrong. Maybe crazy. Who knows? The thing is, is that anybody that says that this is a pricey set, when you look at just getting head by itself and when I say head by itself I'm talking about the Criterion set <laughs> I bought that just for head you know what I'm talking about the, the, the BBS set and that was 60 to 75 dollars just by itself so to me for somebody who has not yet purchased the Criterion set and you want just the head movie you're saving the 60 70 bucks going into it so that's right. added value in itself right there that the consumer's not really thinking about. Sure, I, and I also think a lot of the griping about the price is, uh, or the sticker shock is also a lot of people on the internet just, they like to weigh in with what they have to say and, and because it's a free, free society, you know, everybody gets to say what they want to. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes they're not going to buy the set anyway. So that's <laughs> uh, so I have to find with a lot of the criticism of, of things and, you know, and, um, you know, it's not cheap, but it's... Um, but given the cost of production of what it costs to get the films transferred and make all this stuff happen, there's no way around it. There's, you know, there's no bargain way of, of doing this. And the only bargain way of doing it would be if we just perpetuated the old bad film transfers from 1995 again and then just did a few new ones. Yeah, I mean, that would have been the workaround. And I think that would have been a really sad thing. We would not have preserved the show or done anything really for the monkey's legacy if we had done it that way. Right. And you have to really look at it and kind of do some math. $200, 58 episodes, a feature-length movie, a TV special, over um, I don't know how many hours of outtakes on the bonus disc. You're really looking at less than $2 per episode mm -hmm. when you factor all that in or less than $2 per viewing experience, as you will, which is about the cost of an episode of TV on iTunes when mm -hmm. you download it. So the price isn't really out of whack when you kind of step back and, and shake your head and you know clear it and think, oh, okay, hold on a second. This is hours and hours and hours of material that's going to keep me glued in front of my set like a zombie for a month. Right. It's weird that a lot of people, if something's bootleg. They'll go out of their way. They will move mountains, sell their children, and pay whatever cost for something that's grainy and crappy. But when you get a chance to get the real deal, the legitimate and high-quality, high-def, this is what you're going to balk at? That's insanity. Forbidden fruit is always tastier. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah. Now, as I say, if it was on if it was on somebody's table at the, at the swap meet and it was $250, I'd probably say... I'm never going to see this again. I've got to get this. Well, here's the weird thing. If that Johnny Cash uh, special, if, if, if that Monkeys one was available, I would have bought the whole season of the box set just for that appearance. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as fans, we are really getting treated to some great stuff. Well, thank you for putting the deluxe in this deluxe box set. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and I'm not going to make you sing. <laughs> Thank you. All right. If you, All right. If you don't insist, then we won't. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on Zilch today. 
we appreciate the time, Ken, and, and we look forward to making you and everybody else as happy as we can. Excellent. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, Thanks, Ken. Dan. Take care. We'll talk soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right. God bless. Bye. <laughs> Well, for our first interview with Andrew Sandoval and John Hughes from Rhino, I'd say that was pretty interesting and full of information. What do you think, guys? Oh, yeah. I know that Craig's excited about the uncut Listen to the Band performance, since that's your favorite Monkeys song. Yes, from 33 and a a third, yes. And I'm also (laughs) kind of excited about um, the alternate versions of episodes with the alternate song selections. Yes. It's going to be weird to see those because they haven't been seen like that since, what, the 70s, right? Well, certainly not all of them. There are a few that are out on YouTube I've seen. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fantastic to have them in full 1080 HD DPI, right, Craig? Oh, yeah. With with jelly beans. Yes, with jelly beans. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Monkey's Dell Comics, what'd you think of that? Oh, I know. I'm not really as familiar with the Dell comics as I should be, so I'm really looking forward to getting to take a look at those. I am particularly looking forward to seeing all of the Johnny Cash appearance. I've seen Bits and Bobs, and I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Another thing I'm looking forward to, of course, is the head outtakes mm-hmm. and uh, ooh, alternate title on top of the pops. That that could be really <laughs> exciting. Um, I've seen the Oh My My video in concert uh, in, during the during the videos that Andrew puts up. So I'm glad that that will be going out as well. And then I guess the Monkey's Dell comics are going to be really exciting, too. I've never actually seen those. So. Yeah, you know, I've only seen a few of them when I was a kid. Uh, you mentioned the Johnny Cash appearance. That's my all-time favorite version of Nine Times Blue. So Me too, right there with you. I was ready to buy the Johnny Cash box set just for that, and then I found out it wasn't on it. So, <laughs> Melanie, is is there anything you're really looking forward to? Well, in addition to the episodes all being cleaned up and scrubbed and bright and colorful... I'm looking forward to seeing some of the possibly recovered alternate edits of various things, such as the um, uncensored version of Too Many Girls. That's going to be a lot of fun to see. Yeah, definitely. And and I was glad that they addressed that, and uh, I look forward to that as well. You know, as many neat things that are going to be on the bonus disc and all the stuff that they're going to unearth... This is one heck of a bargain. And when you really look at it, without the show, there would have been no music. And I think that sometimes the show takes a back seat unfairly to the music. I know that the music is more portable and you can carry that with you and listen to it anytime. And it usually only takes about 2 minutes and 38 seconds or something like that. But the TV show is finally going to get the loving care that it needs. So I think that that's the, the real special thing about this set the real deluxe thing about this is that it really is going to preserve the monkeys tv legacy and i i think that's something that we're all looking towards correct oh yeah yeah totally and i gotta say that anytime you see something that's been released multiple times when you see something that's being released again 
but in an entirely new way. It's really exciting. You know that me and, and Jeff Hewlett, we do the, the Tri-Decorder Transmissions podcast, and the remastered Blu-rays that they did for, for that show were, were just amazing, and it was, in some instances, like watching the show for the first time. So uh, I'm really, really excited to, uh, to sit down and watch these Monkeys episodes. So, you know, I was a little skeptical about the Blu-ray just because of the price, but the more I'm reading about it and the more I see and the more everybody's talking to me about it, the more excited I get uh, with the potential for this. Because, you know, I, I have the DVDs and, you know, they're good and I've, I've enjoyed them and, and they've always been good enough for me since I've had them. But, you know, a little uh, a nice boost in visual quality and, and definitely a boost in the sound quality because the sound on the, blue, on the, the original DVDs is not really the greatest. It could definitely be improved. So I'm looking forward to this and knowing the minds that are behind this thing and all of these, uh, the audio productions we've gotten over the last few years, the handmade box sets and things. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Rhino does with this because they've done such a fantastic job putting the albums together and all the bonus materials. Everything sounds so, so good. And, uh, you know, I, I want to temper myself because I, wa- I was going to mention how great the birds the bees and the monkeys handmade box sounds but i'll hold off on that until our actual album discussion but yeah i'm, I'm definitely down with the blu-rays and i'm really looking forward to talking about them with all of you on the show and it's really cool that they will be the same size as the handmade sets yeah that's nifty it can go right there on my little shelf in my office well i think everybody should just pause the podcast right now go to the monkeys website and place an order Reserve your copy. There's only going to be 10,000 of these, and once they're gone, they're gone. Right. And we, of course, will put links in the show notes and on the Facebook page and all that good stuff. And after the Monkey's 50th anniversary celebration, we can't wait to see that set of Blu-ray DVDs of the 80s and 90s Monkey's material that Jeff and Andrew talked about. That'll be fantastic. Wow. I think it's time to talk about what's coming up for the future. And Jeff Hewlett, would you like to talk about something you're kind of heading up? Yeah, you know, I was really kind of nervous about uh, heading up this new listen to the band discussion, the Monkees on 45, but I'm really excited about it now. And, and after getting our first recording under our belts, I am even more happy with it. And I think the audience is really going to dig this because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an extension, of course, of the album discussions that we've been doing. But it's kind of in a little bit of a different context, so I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't listened to any of it yet. It hasn't really been out there yet, but um, I think that everyone will be pleasantly surprised to hear how this new panel we've put together, this is the first time all of us have been together, uh, Have all of us have kind of a varied opinion on the different singles, but it's a really cool, balanced discussion. Uh, there's a lot of really good laughs in there, too. I was had a lot of fun laughing with them about the different things, and I think you'll be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what everybody in listener land has to say when the first part of that Monkeys on 45 discussion hits the airwaves. Excellent, Jeff. We look forward to hearing that. And Sarah, you have an interview coming up with someone about the monkeys and our culture. Yes, Ken. I am really excited about a interview. I'm going to be bringing you guys in an episode very soon. We will be having Dr. Roseanne Welch on the show. She will be putting out a scholarly book next spring titled The Metatextual Menagerie That Was the Monkeys. 
you guys are going to have a really good time listening to this, and I hope you learn a lot, and I hope it's uh, just a fun listen. I think everybody's going to be really excited about this book and about what Dr. Welch has to say. We also want to do an episode where we review Peter Tork's Shoe Suede Blues album, Step by Step, correct, Melanie? Yes. So that'll be fun. And Craig, you... Jeff and Melanie will be returning with the color cast commentary for what episode? I've got a little song here. Very good. So it's going to be a busy fall season for all of us here at Zilch and for all of you listeners at home. Because it looks like 2016 is going to be very busy and it looks like the monkeys and Rhino are going to make sure of that. Here it comes. The Monkeys, the complete series is coming to Blu-ray. All 58 episodes, carefully remastered from the original 35mm prints, in high definition for the very first time. 10 jam-packed discs that also include the movie Head, the 1969 TV special, 33 and a third revolutions per monkey, plus an exclusive bonus disc full of surprises. Pre-order now at monkeys.com. This set is not available anywhere else and is strictly limited to 10,000 individually numbered copies. The Monkees, the complete series, on Blu-ray, only at monkeys.com. We thank you for being part of this show. This show is nothing without you. And we also thank you for being part of the Facebook group and for letting us know what you think either through email or even on the the Twitterverse you can find us there at, at Zilchcast so I think it's time to wrap this one up we thank everyone for listening and thank you all for being here thank you Melanie you're welcome thank you Jeff it's always great to be part of these shows this is one of my favorite podcasts to record and I love the amount of uh, listener feedback we get on Facebook and Twitter. So, guys, thanks, as always, for listening to us. And uh, I look forward to talking to each and every one of you uh, after this episode goes live. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Sarah. I guess always it's a pleasure. <laughs> I guess it's time to say bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Craig? Later. <laughs> <laughs> well, press that button and let's dance on. Boop. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fancy made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. Don't now. Now, really, everybody cool it because I won't be able to get through this. Rebecca Pripke, I think, is how you said it earlier. Yeah, let's go with that. She would like a comparison with Jem and the Holograms. Could they be the girl monkeys and the 80s cartoon, not the new movie? So I remember liking the cartoon back in the day. I was sort of the target demographic. Um, I. I honestly, I would need to go back and rewatch it. It's been so long, but it makes sense that there would be some interesting parallels. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I would like to throw Josie and the Pussycats in there too. Ooh. Oh yes, excellent thought. So it's kind of almost like looking at the template of the monkeys over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now here's here's where we're going to go to. Uh, I'm going to say 
I don't want to say that. What do I want to say, Craig? I'm not sure. Yeah. Don't do that. Please don't. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Did I not say it properly for you? Did I not say it well enough? No, that's how I'm going to say it. That's how you want me to say it. That's how I'm going to say it. <laughs> Got it. I see one of those, huh? All right, so here we go. Could someone say something? Something. something. Okay, good. In the way she must. Here, we'll, we'll just play it by ear. Ready? When do we ever not? That's yeah. true. That's true. These are some of the things in that uh, thread on... that. Uh, these are things that were... It's all in the plan of attack, right, Craig? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. But uh, I say we just giggle. One, two, three. <laughs> that really would be funny. There's a lot of editing we just saved. Um, <laughs> Bad Ken. Yeah, it would have hold been on, Hold on, hold on a second. Bad Ken. All right. You know, so here we go, and we'll have more of that feedback later in the show. And now going to Rhino headquarters, blah, 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 and we just dive right into it. I and think you should actually put feedback into the podcast. I mean, actual feedback. You know, like... That was part of the blooper reel for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> okay.